Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, hello everyone. A huge welcome to you to Church Online. We trust and pray that you receive something from the Word of God today as we launch this new series called Fear Not, Overcoming the Paralyzing Effects of Fear. Incredibly encouraged over the last week, seeing some uh, early signs of the restrictions being lifted, which is great news. People returning to work as well, which is awesome as well. And a big uh, um, shout out and encouragement to our incredible PM that's doing just such a great job. And I encourage us to continue to pray for him. Well, today uh, we're starting this series called Fear Not. We're going to be looking over the next three weeks, three different types of fear that people can face, and then looking at three stories from the Word of God and drawing some uh, keys out of that to encourage our lives to live a life that is not restricted or held back by fear. And you know, as I looked at Scripture, we see in the Word of God the most common command that God gives to His people, especially when they were facing trials or going through a difficult time, was the command, fear not. And why does God give His people that command, fear not, in over a hundred occasions? I believe it's because God understands that fear has the potential to paralyze and cripple our lives and our potential. And the truth is with fear, we can have healthy fears, but we can also have unhealthy fears. Good fears protect us from imminent danger, but bad fears suffocate and they distort and they hamper our life and our potential. And for me, I've got a healthy fear of snakes. I've had that my whole life. In fact, if you ask my family about the story of Bushrangers Bay um, with the red, be- red, red belly black snake within 10 inches of my uh, back of my neck, they would tell you that my healthy, healthy f- fear of snakes has led me to move at the speed of a of a bullet. I mean, that day sitting on that rock when I realized that there was a snake behind me, I moved so quickly. But in fact, the truth is I have a, I have a child and he has no fear of snakes whatsoever. I don't know where he gets it from. He doesn't get it from me. This kid, this child's been bitten on five different occasions by snakes and yet still is not fearful of them. But for me, I've got a healthy fear for snakes, a healthy respect for them. So I've got a healthy fear of snakes, but the truth is we, we can also, as we have healthy fears in our lives, we can also have unhealthy fears as well. These fears have an adverse effect on our lives and potentially can paralyze our future. In fact, one of the things that happens for many, many people, and I would say in this light, in this season now that we're in, there would be many people that are consumed with fear and anxiety worried all the time, worrying about the what ifs, worried about this scenario and that scenario and what what happens if this takes place. And you know, the truth is they say that on average, 95% of the stuff that you and I worry about never takes place. 95% and we spend all of our time and all of our energy worrying about stuff that it's been proven that only 5% of the things that we ever worry about in life take place. And they're unhealthy fears. That's, that, I believe, so unhealthy for our lives. And the truth is this, if we want to grow in Christ-likeness, then we've got to understand what it means to identify what are unhealthy fears, the things that are working in our lives, the fears that are unhealthy, and be willing to overcome them. Because the truth is, if we're filled with worry and anxiety, 
then we're going to be spending all of our emotional energy and all of our mind and all of our thoughts around those things potentially that will never take place. In fact, I love uh, an illustration many years ago that I heard for people that worry all the time. It's like worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. You go backwards and forwards, but you never go anywhere. And the truth is, sometimes we can have so many unhealthy fears in our lives that we spend all of our time worrying about things that will never take place. But today we're dealing with the topic of fear and dealing with the, with the thought of how we overcome fear, especially in this light right now, in this situation that we're all in, because potentially many people would have fears that you're facing right now. And, you know, I've thought about it during the week, the ways that we face fear three different ways that we face fear. The first one is that we can acknowledge our fear and speak openly about them, but never commit to overcoming them. Whereas speaking about them, acknowledging them, but not overcoming them. The second person can be like someone that acknowledges their fear, but they mask them under different banners, like I'm too busy or I haven't got time for that. We, we put a mask over our fears, but never really deal with them. But the third one, and I think this, this is who we need to be as people, is that we acknowledge and identify our fears and commit to, to trusting Christ and overcoming the fears that we face. And you know, to be honest, I wonder how many people aren't fulfilling their destinies because of fear, because we're being held back. I wonder how many people are limiting what God wants to do right now in this situation because you're operating out of a sense of fear rather operating out of a sense of faith. You're, you're spending all of your time being worried rather than filling your heart and your mind full of faith. I wonder how many people aren't fulfilling their destinies and aren't seeing their, 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 their life position for the future that God has because you're allowing fear and anxiety to rule over you. Well, today we're going to look at the fear that the cycle of negative circumstances won't end. We're going to look at the fear that the cycle of negative circumstances won't end. Well, for me, I had a ride a number of years ago. We were in the Gold Coast, and I took a ride on a, a theme park ride called the Green Lantern. And I must admit, I was probably coerced into that. I had to look at it from the, from the outside and, and, and looked at all of the workings of it and was probably thinking, I really don't want to go on that. I get a bit sick when you spin around in circles. Uh, but anyway, I was coerced to go on that ride. And I remember jumping on that ride. In the first five seconds, I was like, this is just wrong. I mean, I was just so, so frightened. It was just, it was frightening. And then it went for another 10 seconds. And I'm just thinking, this is crazy. This ride is not going to stop. Then I got to the 15 second mark. And I imagined in my mind this little, this little evil man at the, uh, the control tower just having his hands like this and just laughing as he looked at me going around and spinning around in this ride and the ride kept going on. And in my mind, I'm thinking that this ride is never going to end and this fear that I'm facing is never going to end because it just keeps going on and on and on. Well, you know, sometimes our lives can feel like that ride. That the negative circumstances that you're facing right now today aren't going to end. And in our lives, there are times when we face a string of negative circumstances and we can feel like those things won't come to an end. But I want to encourage us today 
The good news is that we serve a God that's faithful. And the season that we're in today, if we continue to put our faith and our trust in Him, He will bring us through that. In fact, I love the promise in Psalm chapter 23. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I want to encourage us there. Notice it says that the writer says, though I walk through. Today, God wants to remind us that we might be facing some challenging and some fearful things today. But ultimately, if we keep our faith, if we keep our hearts right, if we keep our minds right, if we overcome the fear that wants to fill and consume our hearts and our minds, ultimately we'll get through this. Amen. So looking today at the fear that the cycle of negative circumstances will never end. Well, we find a similar scenario, as I said, a story in the Word of God in Genesis chapter 26, the first book of the Bible. Chapter 26, we find a gentleman there by the name of Isaac and we see a, a number of things in a, a number of verses here. We see in verse 1 that he was facing a devastating famine. In verses 7 to 11, we see that he lied about his wife and calls his wife his sister because he fears of losing his life. Then in verses 12 to 16, we see Isaac experiences a lot of friction from the Philistines because they become jealous about his prosperity. And because of this, he was forced to move away. Then in verses 21 to 22, when he gets there, he unstops the wells and he creates more frictions with the locals because the local herdsmen claim them as his own well. So what we find for Isaac is this. Isaac was in the middle of a crippling and severe famine. He nearly got killed for lying uh, to his host about his wife. Uh, because he prospered, his neighbours were provoked and asked him to leave. And every time he dug a well, the local herdsmen disputed with him. I think about Isaac and I think that he must have been feeling weighed down by the cycle of these negative circumstances that he faced. But it's interesting that in verse 24 of Genesis chapter 26 that we see the goodness of God. And I want to read it to you today because right now today you might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed with your circumstance. You might be feeling filled with a sense of fear about what you're facing right now. Well, I want to encourage you to take great heart in this, this response, this, this uh, thought that, that God brings to Isaac in the midst of the negative circumstances that he's in and the potential fear that's entered his heart. Because God says this to him. He says, And the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I'm the, 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 the God of, father, of your father Abraham, do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and I will multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Listen to it here. God comes to Isaac and says to him, Do not fear, for I am with you. I love that there because God renews His promise and the covenant to Isaac. And the people here today right now that are listening to this need to take heed and to understand just as Isaac had a, had a promise so to each of us today, because of Christ, because of what Jesus has done for us, because we're living in this new covenant that Jesus has won for us and, and bought for us through the, uh, the, the breaking of His body, the shedding of His blood today, we have promises as well. We can live in these promises if we just have faith to believe God and not allow fear to dominate our hearts. Because of Jesus we need to remind ourselves that God won't forsake us. Because of Jesus, we need to remember that He is with us. 
Because of Jesus, we need to remind ourselves that God is going before us. Because of Jesus, we need to realize that God will provide for us in this season. Because of Jesus, we need to remember that God will guard us. Because of Jesus, we need to remember and remind ourselves again that He will lead us in this season that we're in. So God comes to Isaac and says to him, do not fear. Remember, as fear enters your heart, enters my heart, it has devastating effects. It, it limits our potential. It distorts our focus and our thoughts of the future. It hinders the plans that God has for us. And it destroys the faith that God wants us to be living out and living in in this season. So today, as we conclude, I want to finish with Isaac's promise to God, excuse me, Isaac's response to God and what we can draw from it. Remember, God says to, to Isaac in 24, Genesis 26, 24, do not fear for I am with you. But then in verse 25, I want us to look at this last thought today as we finish. Isaac's response back to God. It says in 25, it says, So he built an altar there, and he called on the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servant dug a well. Two thoughts from this today as we conclude. The first thought is this, Isaac built an altar. Isaac built an altar. That speaks of worship. Isaac moved out of that place of fear and come to that place where he came back to worshiping God. I want to encourage you today right now. You might have a sense of fear and dread. God wants you to come out of that fear and to come back to a place of worship where you worship Him again, where you understand that He's the author of all things, that He has you in the palm of your hands, that He knows every hair on your head. And for me, God doesn't have to count too much. Amen. But what Isaac did is he built an altar. And as I said, that speaks of worship. This week, as you go about your week, this afternoon, tonight, wherever it might be, I want to encourage you with all of my heart, take the time to write down a list of all the things that you can be thankful to God for. Because friends, there are so many things, even in this season that we're in right now, there are so many things to be grateful to God for. And I know that as you write those things down, nothing but worship will want to come out of your heart. So the first thing that Isaac did is that he built an altar which speaks of worship. And the way that we can build that altar is start to build a list of, of gratefulness, a list of things that we are thankful to God for, even in the time that we're in right now. Because as we, we, we reflect on the goodness of God, as we reflect on the things that we can be grateful for, that automatically propels our heart to want to worship our God. Amen. So Isaac built an altar, as I said, speaks of worship. The second thing that Isaac did, he called on the name of the Lord, and that speaks of prayer. God loves it when we pray. God loves it when we talk to Him. God just, just loves it when we take the time just to speak to Him. And you know, that's why it's so important that we encourage you about our journal, that you take time every day, not only to read the Word of God, but to pray to God, to bring those, those concerns that you have to God as well. You know, I love Isaac with his response to God about worshiping and about praying. And get this, if you would, today as we conclude. God comes and says, fear not. But the reality was that the negative circumstances were still there, but it was Isaac's response to God's promise that we need to learn from. He worshiped 
and he prayed. He didn't hide. He didn't draw away from God, but he pushed into God. And I believe today that's a message to us all in the time that we're in right now. More than ever before, let's push into God. Let's thank God and worship God for all that we have going on in our lives, but also pray to God as well and bring those concerns that we might have to our Father in heaven. You know, people here today, as we conclude, may well be limited by fear feeling a bit overwhelmed about what the next steps are, can I encourage you, just as Isaac did, start to worship God. Start to pray to God. Start to push aside the thoughts and the, 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 the anxious thoughts and start to allow faith to arise in your heart by worshiping our God, worshiping our King, reminding ourselves again of the greatness of God, the goodness of God. Amen. You know, this week as we go about our week, I want to finish with this thought. I'm calling it the Great Exchange. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which is nothing, but in understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Listen to it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This is the great exchange. We come to God. We pray to God. We make our requests to God. But then see what takes place as a result of it. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. This is a time for us more than ever before to arise in faith. And then I encourage you over our next few Sundays together. Let's continue not to allow fear, anxiety, concern of the things that are going around um, in our community, in our world at this time. But let faith arise in our heart and let's continue to be the people that God has called us to be. Worshipping God, praying to Him, knowing that He's the same God yesterday and forever. And more importantly today, as we conclude, I don't know for everyone right now that is sitting in your lounge room at work or wherever it may be, but we want to give you an opportunity today to pray the most powerful prayer that you could ever pray. And that is a prayer of salvation, to be born again, to become a, a son or daughter of God, to, to receive the forgiveness of God, accept the great exchange, as I said before, that God has on offer, where God takes all of our sin and puts it upon Jesus and takes all of Jesus' goodness and His righteousness and puts it upon us because of what Jesus did for us upon that cross. And today, friends, it's simply a choice, a decision that we make to turn away from our old life and our old lifestyle and turn to God and receive God's free gift of salvation that is on offer through His Son, Jesus Christ. And how do you do that? Simply through a prayer that I would love to lead you through right now. If you want to be born again, if you would love to become a, a child, a son or daughter of God today, then I would love to lead you in this simple prayer today. It's a prayer of faith. It's a decision that you make where you simply open up your heart to God, ask Him to forgive you, and then receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. If we could right now, wherever you are, if you would... Just, just bow your head and close your eyes. And if you would repeat these words after me today. 
Lord Jesus, today, I confess that I am a sinner. I ask you today to forgive me of my sin. I thank you today for your forgiveness, Jesus. Today I receive your gift of eternal life. I choose today to follow you. I turn from my old life and today I give my life to you. I confess today that I am born again. I'm a child of God. I thank you today for your forgiveness. In your name, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, we want to encourage you today, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or coming back to God, please reach out. I know that there's a prayer uh, tab somewhere on the screen or you can go to our website and send us an email about the incredible decision that you've, you've made today. But I want to encourage you with that. And also look forward to the next couple of weeks as well. Next week, we'll be dealing with another aspect of overcoming the crippling effects of fear. But I just know that God is wanting to encourage us in this time, in this season that we're in, to make sure that we're filling our hearts with faith so that we can journey this journey in the best possible way that we can. So God bless you. Have the most amazing week. We look forward to being with you next week. God bless.